Thought Bubble Audio. And welcome back to Batwoman TV Talk, the podcast following the adventures of the CW's new hit show, Batwoman. I am Palmer, and with me, as always, is Tony Ann. Say hi, Tony Ann. Hello. Hi. How you doing? Pretty good. Excited to finish up our discussion of Crisis. Yes. Well, I mean, finish up our discussion this year of Crisis, because we can't officially finish it until next year. True. I'm not used to them splitting the crossovers. I have to say, I don't like it because I am an impatient person. I mean, this essentially just reminds me of like back in the day season finale. Like you would have something happen like who shot Jr. Like Jr. got shot and you had to wait like three months to find out who it was. Ugh, and those season finales drive me nuts constantly because I am not a patient person. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, they don't they don't really do that that much nowadays, do they? Um, yes, they do, or at least they do in all the shows that I watch. Okay. I mean, like, Arrow just Arrow just did one three years ago. Whatever season it was that Leanne you blew up at the end. How did it blow up? I've just seen it like eighteen times in this crisis alone. Yeah, but we haven't we haven't seen it since before then. Okay. But the last time we saw it was when it blew up and it literally went to smithereens and we didn't know who lived or died. And that was the season finale, I think, of season five. See, of I, like those, I like those old fashioned season finales like Supergirl. Supergirl really hasn't done that. Usually, like for the first couple of years, it was always like, oh, there's another pod. And who's in this pod? So you had like some guessing game throughout the summer, but it wasn't like you're yeah, waiting closest, to see if somebody lived or died. The closest Supergirl came was the Red Daughter reveal at the end of season two. What are we? In? I think we're in three. I think we're in four. No, we're in five. We're in five. Okay, so at the end of three, they did the Red Daughter reveal. Yeah, because you had. Took, but then it took them an entire year. To get back to the Red Daughter reveal, and they told the entire story in nine months. I mean, the entire they told the entire nine month story in one episode. Yeah. Um. Yeah, because the first season was all the escapees and her aunt trying to yes. kill everybody. The second season was Monel. The and third then, season was Monel and the Legion. Yes. Oh God. And then the. Fourth season was with Ben Lockwood. The, Basically, super, right. So that was yeah. So that was last season. It was Ben Lockwood slash um, a really horrible person playing a really bad version of the villain. And then we have this year. Yeah. Okay. So it's on season five. Yeah. All right. Oh, so, we're starting. We're starting off with one of our traditional tangents. I love it. Yes. <laughs> so we ended. Uh, well, they ended part two. How did they end part two? There's no like last time on on these on these episodes. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> I believe two ended. Oh, two ended with the harbinger and the anti monitor. Right, the harbinger was was uh, hearing voices in downstairs in Star Labs, and then the anti monitor shows up, and it's like, "Hi, I'm the anti monitor." All right, so set, episode three starts off on Earth two o three. Oh God, can you explain the significance of this to me? Because I had no idea what this was. Okay. So Earth 203 is theoretically the 203rd Earth. Yes. Oh, you meant you meant the people in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was uh, CW's first attempt. No. Maybe it was his second attempt at a at a superhero show called Birds of Prey. 
Oh, did you starred... tell me about this a while ago? And you said it was terrible? Yeah, it star- oh, yes, it was. <laughs> it lasted one season. Um, it had uh, Dina Mayers from Starship Troopers as Oracle. It had Alice in it as um, not Huntress, because we saw the Huntress here. Um, so probably, I believe Black Canary is who she played in Birds of Prey. And then we had um, the woman that we see running uh, from the rooftops is Huntress, who on this Earth, much like the original Huntress in in comics is the daughter of bruce wayne and selena kyle oh wow now if i remember correctly in birds of prey tv show bruce wayne had been killed and i don't remember what happened to catwoman i just remember she hasn't been on the show oh she wasn't on the show uh it wasn't good and i can't it's like if you wanted to watch it, it's not that difficult. It's only like a handful of, of episodes. Like it's not a 23 episode season. I think it's like 10 or 11 episodes. Oh, I could binge that in a day and a half. You really could. Um, it, it does have, in theory, the first uh, the first live action appearance of uh, of Harley Quinn as her as her normal uh harley harleen quinzel um persona because she was gonna be she was gonna be harley quinn in the second season but that never happened so you have you have huntress kind of running around while the while the red skies are going on and we actually get dina mayer as oracle which was good because that was a cameo that that if I remember correctly, no one actually knew was happening. They knew about the Birds of Prey cameo Huntress, and everyone was like, "What about the rest of them?" Because there were three there were three women. Now you have Alice all over in Batwoman, so maybe not her. But people were like, "Dina Mayer's not doing anything. Let's go." Yeah, that was the one cameo that I didn't fully understand but if there were people that liked that show birds of prey i'm happy they got to see them yeah i mean it's on the cw seed and they push it really hard um harder than they do the so i would imagine uh it's 50 50 when (laughs) i i've watched when i've watched uh batwoman on demand it's a split between birds of prey and uh tomorrow people with with their uh, advertising, um, and tomorrow people looks great. I hope uh, I hope the show sticks around and has many seasons. Oh wait, it only had one. Oh, much like Birds of Prey. So they they just like they just they like, like twisting hey, the knife because tomorrow yeah. people never should have been canceled. But that's a conversation for another time. <laughs> uh, so we actually see them disappear so we see their earth completely get taken out and we jump aboard the wave rider parked above earth one to which uh flash comes zooming in well not zooming in but comes in through space and time with cisco and uh ralph dibney i loved this so much i loved it why this whole this whole scene was just fun because like cisco's reaction to seeing the two supermans he's like that's that's a super doppelganger which is also super weird and then ralph ralph is like just kind of standing there kind of mesmerized at all these people and caitlin slash killer frost is like don't mind him this is his first crossover yeah I mean, it was a nice it was a nice scene to get the episode going uh, um, on an on a nice light note. So, you know, I'm not I'm not going to say that it's bad. I just like when did at some point without consulting anybody um, Flash just goes and grabs them like this was never well, talked I, about. He just I shows up. think um, they need. Uh, 
Ray needed help. He needed extra brain power. So Flash went to grab Cisco. Yeah. For help building, I think help fixing. Oh, I think was it help fixing the the Paragon locator thing? It was to get it working because he hadn't gotten it working completely yet. Right. The only, it, it worked long enough to identify Kate, and then it must have petered out in between parts two and three. Yeah. So Cisco shows up, hates the hates the in the anti monitor, helps. Re- within like 30 seconds fix the paragon detector and we get all seven paragons we have kate paragon of courage we have kara paragon of hope we have uh um, superman paragon of truth of paragon of uh white canary paragon of destiny and then the new ones now are Martian Manhunter, Paragon of Honor, Flash, Paragon of Love, and Random Person as Paragon of Humanity. I, I I love Random Person just because I love the actor who plays him. I love Osric Chow, so I was very happy to see him on my screen. All right. So he is playing um, uh, Choi is the last name. Did yeah, I, I can't I know remember I wrote the first down name. His- um, something with an R. It's written down in my notes when he actually shows up. Ryan Choi. There we go. Yep. Um, they don't really know who he is, and th- you know, there's a brief explanation. It's like it's Ryan Choi. He's a scientist. He's on Earth One. Go, go get him. In Ivy Town, happy right? And convenient. Yes. Uh, um, it's just happy and convenient that all of these paragons were from Earth One, except. Except Kara and Superman. And John. John's not from Earth-1. He's from Kara's oh, that's, Earth. Yes, that is correct. Uh, so they brought in Cisco. They brought in Ralph. Who doesn't really do anything in this episode. No, but that's standard like Ralph. That's standard Ralph Dibney. He kind of is support. Yeah. So they come up with a plan that, you know, they need to find, they need to find Ryan. They need to figure out what's going on and where the anti-monitor is. And oh, they need to figure out, and they also need to figure out where the antimatter wave is stemming from. Right, which is essentially the same, the same thing as oh no, the antimatter is not there. So they're trying to figure out where the the wave is coming from. They need to go get Ryan Choi. So. Everyone kind of splits into teams again. We have um, Iris, Ray, and Ralph. Ralph, go go to Ivy Town to get Ryan Choi because Ray Ray used to uh, live there, so he kind of knows the area and he's a scientist. He can talk scientist to to Ryan, uh, Flash, Cisco. And Killer Frost go looking for the antimatter wave. Um, White Canary and Diggle, who sh- also showed up, is, are going to go, go and Mia find. Yep, and Mia are going to go find Green Arrow's soul because we have his and- body. It got resurrected. Um, and so naturally. Car is just gonna go and worry about trying to bring back Earth 38 because that's her big thing now. Like this is like the Flash version of trying to get Green Arrow back alive again in this episode. Yeah. So we know all the Paragons. They kind of split up into this. I did jump a little bit ahead because Diggle's not quite there yet, but he's pretty much like the uh, um, snart. Tells the ship, hey, Diggle's on board, and uh, he's he's upset. Yeah, because um, he's not thrilled that Oliver is in purgatory. Well, he's not uh, thrilled that Oliver's dead. That, White that Canary kind of... Right, and White Canary's yeah. like, don't worry, we're going to resurrect him. 
And then they tell him that Lila's gone and he completely loses his mind. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, she was hearing voices. Do you really want a wife that's hearing voices? I loved how angry Diggle got, though. I love angry Diggle. I don't know why. Because he's like, I will not lose to Oliver and Lila. Now tell me where my wife is. I He was actually just saying that as you were talking, because I have it on my TV on oh, mute. Wow. And he has like an eye twitch when he's talking. And <laughs> I was like, that's that, that is kind of uh, intimidating. So he has no idea where Lila is. No, nobody has any idea where Lila is. I'm sure she'll show up eventually. I mean, these are these are things that tend to happen. Is this when the monitor comes in and says she could be anywhere? Yes. Uh, he says that because of her connection of her, to him. The anti-monitor also has because a of her connection to him, right? But because of her powers, ability to live anywhere, so there, it's an infinite possibility. But is it really? Because a lot of Earths are already gone, so right? But kind there's of, also there's also pocket those off dimensions the too. Yeah, I, I'm just saying. I I think the word infinite is wrong like i think it's quantifiable probably in the hundreds but not but infinite they could literally they could be anywhere in space or time i mean this isn't doctor who is it well, we already know that the monitor went into the time stream specifically to get the book of destiny why couldn't the anti-monitor bounce around time too because he has to stick in the anti-air it's part of the name it's part of the gimmick Cisco finds out where the antimatter wave is stemming from, and it turns out it's in Star Labs, you know, in the corner of Star Labs that nobody ever goes. No, it's not in Star Labs. Reason. Yeah, it's in the subterranean area of Star Labs. No, it's in the tunnel. It's it, it, The entrance is in the tunnel, but the tunnel wasn't connected to Star Labs. Ah, okay. I just, I just recall it as being the tunnel from... Uh, the the end of the Batwoman episode. So, and I thought, that yeah, was no, it was Lab. it was it was a tunnel in Central City that Nash had tracked the Monitor to, and he figured out how to open it, and that's how he became Pariah. Right. Okay. Uh, so Cisco's like, hey, figured out where figured out where the antimatter wave's coming from. Let's go grab a spaceship and go down to the planet he, Earth. He, Yep, meet me in the cargo bay in five minutes. Meet me in the cargo bay in five minutes. As he turns a corner, boom, the monitor's like, yo, Cisco, you need to be vibe again. My favorite thing was his screaming. He's like, didn't I just leave you? Like, what yeah. the hell, man? <laughs> Come on, Cisco. Like, that doesn't matter. So Cisco's like, well... Vibe's dead, and I don't have my powers anymore, so suck. And the monitor's like, no, no, no. I just have to, like, snap my fingers and your vibe again somehow. Yeah, I don't know how, like, and for anybody who doesn't watch The Flash, um, he took the metahuman cure at the end of last season. Oh. They gen- they generated a metahuman cure, and he took it at the end of last season, so he hasn't been Vibe all year. Right. And so the monitor just snapped his fingers, and now he's vibe again. And I don't think he can take the metahuman cure a second time. I think it was a one-shot deal. So I think now um, well, he's stuck. he's gone at the end of the season anyway. Not as far as I've heard. Uh, I'm pretty sure he's leaving the show. Yeah. I must have missed that. Uh, I mean, that is what i'm going with someone out there will correct me if i'm wrong because they're usually pretty good about that but i am pretty sure he is leaving the show at the end of this season 
So they vibe into the they vibe into the corridor. Uh, actually, before was that before that happens? Uh, yes, we get, yeah. Okay, so before that, before they depart, we have a scene of uh, Barry and Iris saying goodbye um, because that's what they do this entire episode. Like all Barry and Iris are there for this episode is to say goodbye. Like, and I loved every good. Time. I loved every goodbye moment they had. We will discuss them in a minute. I do want to jump in and say that he confirmed at Comic Con earlier uh, this summer that he is not in fact leaving. It was just a rumor. Oh, okay. Until he dies in the next uh, episode of Crisis. I don't. Know. So, they literally had two goodbyes this episode, not 20. They had, like, four. They had two. And this, and whenever she kisses him, she looks so sad. It's weird. Because she knows that he's dying. Like, at least when and, Sophie, at least when Sophie kisses Mr. Sophie, she doesn't look sad. She just looks like, eh. I don't and like you. Iris is thinking every time she kisses Barry, this could be the last time she kisses Barry. So there's always going to be a hint of sadness there. Mm-hmm. You can't build a relationship on sadness. They don't have a relationship built on sadness. They have a relationship built on epic love. No, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet have a relationship built on epic love. These two have a relationship built on we roomed together for most of my life, so naturally I fell in love with you. No, Barry was in love with Iris before they actually moved into the same house. Nah. I suppose. We'll keep debating this as the episode goes on, I'm sure. Cisco and Killa Frost are trying to... Come across the door that is blocking their progress as flashes off doing a perimeter check. And we get Pariah showing up. And he's like, hey, it's me, Pariah. You know the guy that shows up every time something bad's going to happen? That's essentially what he says every time he shows up, by the way. Yes, that is true. I will give you that. And so... So Cisco's like, oh, good, you're here. Because Pariah's like, yeah, you know, I found the anti-monitor and he turned me into this. He's behind that door. And Cisco's like, great, can you open up the door? Nah. No, Pariah can't access the memories of Nash. So he has uh, – Cisco has to vibe them. Which he does. And a a cute little behind-the-scenes tidbit I was – uh, looking over some of the live tweets from this episode, and yeah. Daniel Panabaker said that Carlos Valdez, I don't know what it was, but he created a song in his head to remember the right order in which to press those buttons. Okay, now, I I have watched this episode a couple times. I don't think he actually presses them in the right order. I think he does. But obviously he did because, I mean, they didn't go boom. Right. Story-wise, he did. But remembering how he presses each thing, I don't think I don't think he does. But that's neither here nor there. They figure out the correct way to open the door. Before they actually open the door, we bounce back to the Wave Rider. Where Kara's like, look, all, all I care about is Earth-38. To hell with anything that's going on. I'm going to go take the Book of Destiny, and I'm going to go ask stupid John Cryer <laughs> about how to use the Book of Destiny. So Kate goes with her, and she's like, hey, stupid John Cryer. How do I use this thing? And he's like, look, what I did, you know, took a little bit of effort. What you want to do, you know, is going to take a whole lot of effort and could cause you to go crazy. 
like Deegan did last year. You're skipping over one particularly interesting part of this scene. He he was trying to like BS them and try not to give them the answer. And Kate was over it, pulled him out of his cell and slammed him up against the wall and basically threatened to kill him unless he spoke the actual truth of what they were looking for. She didn't. She didn't threaten to kill him. She threatened to break off his arm because that's what oh. Kate does. I won't kill you. I will break your arm. Okay, true. Yeah. Threatened to break off your arm, which was still one of my two favorite Kate moments of the entire crossover. And the other one happened in hour one when she punched yes. Lila. <laughs> yeah. So he tells them, like, look. I don't know if you can do it, but you might end up going crazy like Deegan did. So Kara's like, well, no, this is my purpose. Like, my entire life's purpose is to get Earth-38 back. No, Kara, your entire purpose is to fight the Anti-Monitor. But she doesn't know what her part of this big battle is supposed to be. And when she thinks you know she's the paragon of hope so she's thinking her hope will save her from going mental that's what i think that's what her thought process is too late that scene plays out kate goes running after kara and we get my favorite cameo of the entire crossover earth 666 i loved this so much <laughs> As before we get to the cameo, there's actually a smaller cameo. When the Earth-66 um, type is up, there is a small – there's a small visible billboard in the bottom right corner, which is a squid that says Watchmen on it. Oh, I totally missed that. Yeah, I saw it online, and I don't think I've actually spotted it yet on the – actual on the actual episode but yeah there's a it's a little like it's it's almost like the uh dr manhattan symbol for the head and then you have four tentacles coming out and it says watchman diggle john constantine and mia are walking down an alley they're like look we got to go to purgatory so so I can't just pop in there. I know someone will, will help us get in. They knock on the door, and it's Lucifer. I loved this. I loved this so much. I was like, yes! You know, I was so happy they brought him in. Um, my uh, my friend Lauren got me hooked on the on the show. It's so good. So much the, I binged the first couple of seasons before the Netflix season that started. Um, and it's really good. Like I, it's somehow I'm so sad that this upcoming season is its last. So I sad. like the fact that we're gonna get like closure to the story though, oh, which yeah, is me what too. I think everyone wanted the first time around. And um, I'm so grateful for Netflix for coming in for the save because it was a like Fox had canceled it, so the original ending was Chloe seeing Lucifer's devil face. Right, and I remember I had read. Um, a thing with the creator and writer um, of the show who had said, like, you know, we barely got we barely got uh, renewed the first time around. And he's like, so my whole plan was to come up with a giant really cliffhanger big, that guaranteed really us a renewal. Cliffhanger that, you know, that will guarantee us a renewal just to resolve it. And, and they were like, nope. Fox was like, yeah, screw that. So. We have Lucifer and Constantine's like, hey, we need to go to Purgatory. And Lucifer's like, you know, you helped me out with Maze, so ab absolutely, I owe you one. I want to know what the hell he did with Maze. <laughs> that was my question, too. In fact, when I was live tweeting, and I'm like, okay, so what did Constantine do for Maze, and will we get to see that? I hope please, so. Please, God. Please, please, God. Now... So when Lucifer always introduces himself on the show and here, he introduces himself as his full name, Lucifer Morningstar. And everyone is always like after he says it, everyone's next response is Morningstar, like the devil. Look, 
I was raised Catholic. I spent nine, ten years in a Catholic uh, school where we had religion class every day, and I couldn't tell you the last name of how does everybody <laughs> this guy comes across know the devil's full name is Luke from Morningstar because television that is a bad excuse <laughs> I mean I I couldn't tell you I had no idea it was Morningstar until loose you know until the show until so the show right like now I'm sure I've heard it before but it's not something I recalled off the top of my head like everyone seems to be able to do. I just want to know when this takes place because is this before Lucifer went to hell at the end of the season or is this after he's already back and it's a spoiler? Well, we kind of knew he was coming back anyway. I'm going to say it's beforehand just to be on the safe side. Yeah. So he's like, hey, so, all right, yeah, you can go to Purgatory. Here's a card that, you know, it's a tarot card that says devil on it. It'll get you into Purgatory, but you need to leave before the card, before the picture on the card vanishes. Otherwise, you'll all be stuck there, and that's it. And he said, consider us even Constantine. And he's like, no, it's Constantine. Like, I don't (laughs) care, because I'm Lucifer. (laughs) So they, Mia's like, he didn't tell us how to use the, and Constantine's like, I know how to use the stupid card. I think he said, I said, I think he said something like, didn't he, or something. And then he just used. (laughs) Yeah, he just like holds it out and looks at it and he's like, boom, we're in purgatory. And purgatory is the island. Told you that this island was the same island from Lost. I win. I, I didn't disagree with you. I know you didn't, but I'm just saying. I win. <laughs> this round. All right. We go back to them trying to get into this vault. Vibe and Killer Frost and Flash. And Flash. So, yeah, Killer Frost and Flash. And I am correct because I am watching Cisco. I am watching Cisco press the buttons, and they are not the same pattern. For one, there's like six more buttons than he sees in his vision. In the original vision, you only see like the four, the four yeah. uh, emblems. And when he's going through it, there's like six or seven. So it is definitely a different. <laughs> It's definitely different than his vision. We find out there's this apparatus that is causing this um, antimatter wave to generate. Yeah, and it's connected to a treadmill? It looks like it's connected to a treadmill device and that somebody is running on the treadmill. So, So Flash tries to tries to figure out what's going on, get the person off the treadmill, and it turns out to be the Earth-90 Flash yes. who's running off the cosmic treadmill. So there's a shield up uh, that nothing from the regular matter, like some whatever's not antimatter can't go through it, apparently. Anything made of op- the opposite of antimatter cannot break through the the matter, barrier right? yeah <laughs> like the opposite of antimatter so matter <laughs> yes I, I guess so because killer frost said that she thought that the blur was alive so barry kind of ran at it and as he's running he can make out right because barry's whole thing is run first think later it's a good scientific oh. method there barry So what they can't figure out is, well, I thought the Flash died last during the last crisis. And it was like, no, the monitor just took him away and put him somewhere else. And the anti-monitor found him (coughs) and then captured him and put him on the treadmill. It was like, keep running, boy. 
But he does say during this, we find out that another Earth has vanished and it's Earth 2. So goodbye. We knew that because that actually happened in the second episode of Arrow this season. So Earth 2's been gone. They just didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. He's like, yes, that's right. He's like, he put him on the treadmill and tested it out and Earth 2 went away. So goodbye, second Wells and Jesse Quick. Which I totally didn't even think of that until they said it. Yeah, no one really remembers these these things. Vibe uses his powers to kind of open two rifts. Breaches. 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 So Flash can go through one, take the other Flash off the treadmill, and return. We find out that there's a failsafe built that if he stops running, it will essentially overpower, explode, and take out all the universes at once. Which, I'm sorry, your entire plan, if you're the Anti-Monitor, is to take out these Earths. So your big failsafe was a way to do it faster? If you had a way to do it faster, why didn't you just do that? Because I think... I don't know, maybe maybe his anti-universe has to be built one world at a time, and if things don't go according to plan, it's just going to be the nuclear option and everything's going to hell. Because I need a halfway decent reason for, for to keep... I'm going to accept that, but I don't <laughs> like it. We switch scenes to to meet Ryan Choi, who's talking on the phone with, I presume, his wife. And he's like, yeah, baby, I know there's red skies and all, but I'm at work. You know, we don't close up just because of the weather. <laughs> Ray, Ralph, and Iris show up, and he immediately nerds out seeing Ray, and they start talking science geek to each other. And Ralph thought he was going to nerd out overseeing him, but it was actually over Ray. (laughs) I did kind of like his his uh, facial his facial expression when he found out that it wasn't him. I thought that was so Uh, cute. I love Ralph Disney. Ray's like, hey, I would love to keep talking with you about about this. But we're superheroes and we need your help because all of Earth is dying. And Choi's first thing is, haha, good one. There's that famous Ray Palmer, you know, uh, jokiness. Um, and they're like, no, no, it's true. And Ralph even kind of grabs a box of tissues uh, using his bendy abilities. To which Ryan's like, yep, and he's like, oh, so this is true? You're a long game, Yep. He's like, this is true, and you need my help? And they're like, yeah. And he's like, all right, I'm going to go home and be with my wife and kid because everyone's dying, so peace out. But no, not everyone won't die if you come and help us, Ryan. Nope, nope, going to go home and be with my wife and kids. I did. I, I kind of understood that impulse of wanting to be with his family. And was it? Did he ask Iris what she would want in this scene, or was that later? Uh, later when she goes back to talk to him. Gotcha. Because she's like, "I'm leaving, guys. Peace out." And then ten minutes later, he's like, "I'm still leaving, guys. Peace out. Nothing you can do to stop me." Now we get the scene on the Wave Rider where Lois is just kind of like watching Earths die. And she's, I I have this great story to tell and no one's going to be able to read it. I did kind of like that moment. It is a very Lois thing. Like she's thinking about the story. And then she's like, but I, no one will be able to read it. Although if you win, people will 
be able to read it, Lois. Like, it might only be one Earth, but people will be. Now, Superman showed up in this scene, right? He shows up. Before he shows up, uh, Lois and Monitor kind of have a talk about – because she's talking about how she's watching all these uh, Oh, it was the Monitor she was talking to, right? Yeah, and the Monitor is like, my world died too. My wife and children, you know, my Monitor family died. Yeah, we're going to get more of that backstory, I think, in hour four of the crossover, they said, on the after after show. Yeah. Yeah, my wife monitor, my baby monitor, my little barky monitor, they all died. (laughs) And then Superman shows up and is like, well, another Earth died and I couldn't do anything. Lois asks him why he has black in his emblem. And he makes a comment about how it's to symbolize hope, always being able to cut through the darkness. If I never, ever have to hear on the CW super shows them talk about hope again, I will live a very grateful life. Okay, now here's my question. Knowing how it ended... Yeah. Do we actually think this is Superman or do we think this is Lex with Superman's face? No, this is Superman. Okay. Yeah, he doesn't become Lex until that point in time because that's when Lex wrote his name over Superman. I, that is the okay. dumbest ending in the human in the oh God, that I hate that ending so much. It's dumb. It's dumb and it makes no sense. God. <laughs> Black Lightning shows up. <laughs> he just does. Pariah went to get him, and he's like, hey, I'm here now. Yeah, because... Who are all? At the end of Black Lightning on Monday, which was right before this... I'm sorry, no. It was it was the end of Black Lightning, which was right after was part two. Actually, after this, yeah. Um... It ended with his entire Earth being destroyed and the portal opening up and Black Lightning going through it. Yeah. So that's how that the episode of Black Lightning ended on Monday. So that's how he wound up here. Yeah. And, you know, naturally his first instinct like, what the hell are all you guys doing? Him and Flash kind of get into a little scuffle and they call, you know, Flash calms him down and Pariah kind of explains to him your earth died i saved you to help us and he's like well why didn't you save my children because he was very angry they needed i mean it's a i guess oh no black lightning was pissed and flash is like we need you to use your electric powers on that little tower over there yeah he said i I don't uh, you know i can't I can't understand what you're going through, but I do know what it's like to lose my family, but we need your help. Right. So he agrees to help him, and he starts he, he starts lightening up the uh, the tower he's, while they're trying to figure out. What yeah, he's, a, he's absorbing do. the power of the tower. Yeah. We go over to Kate and Kara still talking about whether or not to revive Earth-38 using the Book of Destiny. Um, I don't know why this is the first time I've noticed uh, how far down Kate's cowl gets connected on her suit, but it was just a random thing that I picked up. Also, we haven't really seen her in her suit without the headpiece that much. I think it's I, only happened once on Batwoman, and that's it. Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Um, also, Kate, just without the cowl being in the suit, um, I can now see what Nicole Kidman's character in Batman Forever, why she had a fetish for that sort of thing. Um, I'm all for it. <laughs> uh, actually, again, they're having this conversation about, you know, we, you know, I can't, I can't get over the death of everyone. We need to. We need to help, you know, help them out. I can't lose hope like Bruce did. And Kate kind of says, like, the dangers 
that could arise from that happening. Like if you go crazy, you're going to be impossible to stop. I'm going to stop you if you try it. And they kind of have a quick stare down. I almost thought she was going to pull out the kryptonite here. Which she didn't. She does have kryptonite that Bruce gave her from the last episode. Did Bruce give it to her or did she take it from him? No, he he gave it to her. I don't think she would have just randomly took it. Um, but Kate kind of talks her down from doing it. Yeah, I did not see that coming. Like, I I actually thought she was going to have to pull out the kryptonite and said, I will use this unless you back down. But I was kind of glad that it didn't happen. And I like that. Kara said for somebody who doesn't believe they have a lot of courage you certainly had enough to stand up to me right we go back to we go back to uh, Black Lightning Flash Flash Cisco uh, Killa Frost and Pariah and they're still trying to figure out the game plan as to what to do while Black Lightning's absorbing all this because that had been the full part of their plan right now they're like you start absorbing, we'll figure out what to do later. And then Barry, is, this when, is this when they realize that like he's going to die unless they figure something out? So then Earth-90 Flash and Barry go into Flash time and kind of have a conversation? I don't think is, they go into Flash time. Well, yeah, because they, they kind of start running. So they're talking and like the whole world, the, the rest of the world is kind of frozen. When they have the conversation, they they've entered Flash time. No, that's coming up. We get oh, a quick scene. Yeah, we get a quick scene on. We get a quick scene on on uh, Lost Island, and then we get the scene between uh, Iris and Choi, where it's like the little heart to heart, and Choi's like, you know, I'm gonna go be with my wife and kids. What would you do? And I loved this scene. I I love this scene because she's like. My husband, you know, isn't normal. He goes out and he fights and I support him. And I just love this whole scene. I love how supportive Barry and Iris are of each other. It's my favorite thing about them. I mean, that is a relationship, though. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it is a relationship. But she she always has full faith in Barry and Barry always has full faith in Iris and I, it's one of my favorite things because it's not something we see a lot in TV shows. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Iris talks him into helping. Do you have so, any idea what his actual purpose is supposed to be? Because I have yet to figure it out. Uh, I always forget. Like, he's the second. He's the second. Um Whatever. What's Ray Palmer's uh, code name? Adam. Adam. He's the second Adam. Like he takes over after uh, Ray Palmer stops. So. Oh, I wonder if I he's going to be joining. What... I wonder if he's going to be joining Legends next season, and then because Brandon Routh is leaving. Right. Huh. Uh, I'm sure, like it has to do with his his smarts. They get back to the Wave Rider, and then we have Flash show up to say goodbye again to Iris because that's what they do. That's no, what they always a, do. This was a flashback. This wasn't. Oh, was it? This was a flashback. That had happened right, before good, she, good, before she I left. Like, yeah, no, that was go. a flashback because oh, we okay. saw part of the conversation, and then she stopped before she left and and. Or he stopped her, and he's like, what if this is the last time we see each other? And then she's like, then I'll stay. And then he said, no, you have to go, because even though I'm a hero, your heart is what right. makes you my hero. And no matter what happens, I will, you know, the day I put that ring on your finger, I promised you I'd always come running home to you. And no matter Lie. where I you will not ruin this moment for me. <laughs> No matter where I am, even if we are apart, that will always be true. And I cried like a baby. 
Eh. That moment got me all in my feelings. I mean, uh, okay. It was it was fine. I loved it so much. That there was one other moment that I loved, which we'll discuss when we get there. But this was one of my favorite moments of the whole episode. This speech was just everything for we me. Get, we go back to, to uh, Flash Flash, Cisco, Frost, and Pariah. And they came up with the idea, Flash needs to get back on the treadmill and run in the opposite direction. Um, and Barry says, you know what? This is how I die. Okay. Here I go. And Earth-90 Flash is like, nope, I'm going to steal your speed wait, force wait. power. There, there's one there's one little thing that you're skipping. When, when Earth-90 Flash and Barry were having the conversation in Flash time and trying to figure out what to do, Barry had a moment where he said, every second we waste, another Earth dies. And this matter and this antimatter wave gets closer to my wife. I was like, oh my god, even when the world is ending, his main concern is his wife. I love them so much. Moving on. Nah. Felicity and Arrow and Oliver are better. So <laughs> yeah, no, not they, on their life. They figured out what they needed to do. Old Flash steals young Flash's uh, speed for us and as it says the flash was going to die in crisis it didn't say which one haha ha, fooled all you people who have been watching flash all these years side note no you didn't because i figured it out week two thank you very much so flash goes back onto the treadmill and disintegrates just like in the actual comic, so I did really enjoy that part. I that also was really the nice flashback moment. moment that yes, the flashback to the TV show where he's talking to uh, his girlfriend. I thought that was a really nice callback, and I I like using um, the original Flash show. Which they actually figured that wasn't in the original script. They did that in editing when they were editing the show together. Nice. Um, so we go back to Lee and you, and we have a scene there, and Constantine's like, all right, we found, we found Arrow, we, we gotta go, guys, this picture's disappearing, uh, so you can kind of tell us what happens from here. So, in this scene, they, they found Oliver, but he hasn't quite remembered them yet, and he's starting to fight them. So then, but John was able to bring him back and say, I'm here. I know I wasn't here for you in crisis, but I'm here now. I'm your brother. I can't lose you. And that brings him back and he starts recognizing John. He recognizes Mia. They have a moment and then they, you know, Constantine is like, I, I don't mean to interrupt, but we kind of got to move. And so is this when the other guy shows up? Yes. Okay, so then this other guy shows up and says, and I don't remember his name. Do you have his name? Uh, I believe it's Corrigan, right? I think so. Yeah. So he so he shows up and he says, you have a greater destiny. You have to come with me because if you don't, everybody you love and every earth will be destroyed. And so Oliver stays behind in purgatory and stays with. This man. Cord. Yep, who is the uh, comic book character called the Spectre, who is God's vengeance. Um, and so basically Oliver is going to become the Spectre uh, in the next episode or so. So that is that is where that's leading. Diggle, Constantine, and Mia come back. And White, White Canary is like, um, guys there's Oliver and they're like oh, he he didn't come back with us so we have a resurrected Oliver that we have to take care of oh yeah what happens to his body now I didn't even think uh, of that yeah no one does we <laughs> uh, we have a little scene in which 
Ash and Black Lightning are kind of having a heart-to-heart. I loved this moment. I loved it so much. And they're kind of they're kind of giving each other the backgrounds of their lives. Um, Flash goes into the story about how Eobard killed his father, uh, his mother, and framed his father for it. And Black Lightning's like, I mean, I, I'm a teacher. And also, but he also watched his father die too, because his yes. greatest his greatest uh, nemesis. Tobias Whale, I think his name is. I don't know. He's got it. He's been alive three years too long, and I haven't bothered to learn his name. Um, what basically had his father killed right in front of him. So yeah. I, I kind of liked this scene. They were kind of like sharing mutual pain. And if Black Lightning is going to continue being a part of the Arrowverse, I yeah. really do hope yeah. we get to see this friendship develop. Yeah, um, they talk about how like Black Lightning's father was a reporter and how Barry's wife is a reporter. It was a really good scene. They kind of like it showed the symmetry, like all superheroes are kind of the same. Um, so this was a really good scene, especially for people who don't know Black Lightning. Like I haven't watched Black Lightning before, I but I'm. I mean, I've just fallen off on so many of the CW shows that I just. I get it. Ne- I, I never I was never able to start it. Um, so this is kind of a good time on them. I watch everything on the CW. The only thing I'm not watching on the CW right now is Dynasty. Yeah. So, uh, uh, during any cataclysmic event, you have to quote Dylan Thomas. It's a rule. And Black Lightning does say, you know, we need to rage against the dying of the light. They, they shake hands. So they shake hands. We go back to the Wave Rider. Kate and Kara are like, you know, Kate's like, look, I, I would love to help you get those people back, but we need to find a better way. And she tells her they kind of, you know, they kind of decide they're going to look for another the way and they have another talk about hope and courage kate goes to give her the kryptonite to show her like look i i hope you know i hope that you'll always make the right decision so i don't need this and kate tells her to keep it because she has the courage to know to to hope that she'll use it she has the courage to hope she'll never use it. I thought that was right. such a great line. I need this friendship, and I love that on the after show, I think it was Mark Guggenheim, said that they're hoping that in future seasons that Kara and Kate will become the new Barry and Oliver. Yeah, I mean, it'll just, it'll, they'll just have to write it. I mean, I think they'll do it. It's so uh, perfect. We get the reunion of Barry and Iris. I loved that moment. I, I will did. again. Barry is not running. He is barely walking towards her. He he went right as soon as he got back in that room. He went right to Iris and the rest of the world. It's not didn't dumb. Matter. If you go to somebody else, then that's a that's a conversation. Well, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, he didn't stop to say like what like where are we like. Is the world ending? Like, that could wait five seconds. He needed to kiss his wife. Um, So everyone kind of gets updated on stuff. Like, hey, this is the only Earth that's left, guys, by the way. BT dub. We we found that out earlier because right after um, he – right after um, the the paragon of humanity agreed to help – Ray came in, came in and said that they were now the only Earth left. Yeah. So uh, everyone kind of updates everyone on what's going on. And they're like, hey, who's that random guy? That's Black Lightning. Cool. Uh, Pariah is there for now. He only shows up when when something is going to happen and no one kind of catches on to this. Layla shows up out of nowhere. Lila. Lila shows up out of nowhere. And is like, hey, I'm back, guys. I don't remember where I was. I'm sure that's totally normal. 
she said she was somewhere on Earth One. But she and, couldn't figure out where. And Barry thought that was very strange. Right. And he's like, um, should we be worried? Just as Barry is saying that, she her eyes glow white and she beats the hell out of Dick. Oh my god, she like grabbed him by the head with her legs. I was like, what is even happening right now? And before this was he, he Pariah and and Monitor were having a conversation, right? Because Monitor died, or was no? That, Monitor's was that, about to die. Monitor is about to die. Okay. So, so um, she's been taken over by the Anti Monitor, and she's like, you know, all the Earths are all the Earths are gone, except the um. Yeah, they she took out Earth One, and now all of that humanity's left is on this ship. To which uh, Monitor kind of tells Pariah, like you have, you have a destiny to fulfill too. You'll know it when it, you know, you'll know what you need to do when it happens. Uh, um, Harbinger kind of just clinches her fist and causes all everyone to kind of like fall to the floor and her and monitor have a force off. Yeah, that was pretty interesting in which she wins and kind of takes out the monitor. Pariah figures out what they need to do. All right, here's where she takes out earth one and is about to take out the wave rider and Pariah figures out, oh, I need to get the, the Paragon someplace safe. So he transports them all to the vanishing point, which is outside of space and time. So all that's left of humanity is Flash. Supergirl. Uh, Supergirl, Batwoman, Ryan Choi. Um... Who we believe at first we think Superman. Superman, um, White Canary, and trying to see them all disappear at this point in time. There goes Flash. You know that. Oh, Martian Manhunter. Okay, John. Uh, Yeah. As they're all kind of acclimating to where they are, Superman kind of has red beams coming out of his chest and and he collapses to the floor and John Cryer shows up because also he's known as Book of Destiny also known as Lex Luthor oh I refuse to call him that anymore <laughs> and he it is the oh, it is the <laughs> dumbest twist in TV history oh no no it's not I don't necessarily agree with it, but there are plenty of things that are way dumber than this. No, this is <laughs> this is Patrick Duffy showing up in the shower level bad. Uh, that's iconic, so I wouldn't necessarily call that bad, but no, I it's am, iconic. It's still bad. I'm going to reserve judgment on it until I see where it goes. Yeah. So that ends this episode uh and now we don't know what happens until june uh january 19th 14th 14th that woman's back on the 19th of the regular episode yay um so that is it for this episode do you have anything else no i think we pretty much covered it how would you rate the crisis overall how would you rate the crossover overall compared to others? Uh, uh, um, probably lower than last year. Still higher than the other two. But so it's be- it's overall better. right now, overall right now, I would give it like a five. I thought the first episode was really good, but I think it's steadily declined since. Okay, now see, I'm going to give it a seven because I like the first and the third episode, but the second episode was trash. Yeah, I mean, that's that's 
that's fine. Um, I was just expecting a little bit more, and I kind of I just haven't liked the random detour, uh, the random detour storylines that they've put in. So I'm I'm fine with someone giving it a seven or really liking it. I just I'm waiting to see what those other two do. Maybe in the grand scheme of things, it'll I it'll can't be better. Wait, and how do we think? that Kate is going to be affected by the fact that she's the paragon of courage and whatever happens in crisis moving forward into the rest of the season of Batwoman. Uh, I don't know. That'll, that'll be, we'll have to figure that out. Like when we see what happens, I don't know if we could tell right now. Cause I feel like her knowing that this is her destiny is going to change the way she approaches doing her job when she gets back home. It it probably will, uh, and for the better. So yeah, uh, we'll definitely see what happens uh, on the nineteenth when they go back to a regular schedule. So uh, we are part of the Thought Bubble Audio Podcast Company. Uh, we have podcasts with the Modern Geek. You can check out our other podcast, Beer with Geeks, Tolkien TV Talk, Supergirl TV Talk, Academy Rewind, Loud Women. Um, I'm sure there's others, probably. Uh, yes. Yeah, I'm sure there's others, probably. Listen to them. Listen. Just do it. You listen to podcasts anyway. Just listen to all of them. They're great. All of them. Hate Watch With Us was the one I was trying to think of. There we go. Nailed them all. Uh, you can reach out to us at that woman TV talk at Twitter or Gmail. You can also reach me at Academy Rewind on Twitter. And where can they find you? I'm at XO Tony Roney XO. All right. So until next time or until January 14th, they are flashing the bat signal in the sky. So we are heading out of here, guys. See you in a month. Bye. Bye, everybody.